Hello and welcome to Digital Leaders of Tomorrow with me, Tyrone Stewart. It's episode three of season two, and I guess it's safe to say Merry Christmas, Chanaka Shamash, Heri Za Kwanzaa, and Happy Rohatsu to those who celebrate those things. And I apologize if I missed anyone out. Anyway, today I'm joined by another brilliant guest. But before I let them introduce themselves, let me tell you a little bit about the podcast. This podcast is aimed at providing a platform for the future leading voices of the digital advertising, marketing and media industry, as nominated by the industry's current leading lights. We'll discuss the normal industry topics, but we'll also get to know the people and put a spotlight on some of the more sensitive talking points. My third guest of the season works for a mobile advertising focused machine learning powered performance marketing platform. And now she's here to introduce herself to all of you guys. Hi, thanks Tyrone. Um, I'm Daisy. I am a growth manager at um, Maloco. And so, as Tyrone kind of briefly mentioned, we're a kind of mobile focused advertising platform um, which essentially uses machine learning to um, identify high value, um, whatever that would look like for our advertisers based on their kind of key KPIs and targets that they're looking for. So our main, um, I guess, largest big um, part of the business is um, our DSP, demand side platform, which is where um, I'm focused. So this is kind of programmatic, automated um, media buy-in to generate new users for different types of apps. We've got a couple of other streams of business. Um, I'm not, uh, I don't focus on them too heavily, but we've got an AVOD offering, so around kind of um, TV advertising, um, connected TV specifically, and um, our retail media platform. I won't jump into them in too much detail because I won't do them justice. Um, But yeah, that's mainly um, what Maloco is. My role as a growth manager focuses around um, partnerships with our clients, managing the partnership, um, putting kind of together growth strategies, how we can really um, enable growing and meeting our advertisers' targets and KPIs. Um, Yeah, I think that sums it up. So how did you, I guess, get into this role? Um, You, I believe you graduated in 2021, so you're fairly new to the industry. How did you, how you introduced the industry and how did you get that role at Maloco? So I I studied psychology at university and I knew I wanted to go into kind of a more marketing type of route but I wouldn't say I was like in the details of what programmatic advertising was at all. I knew it sort of existed to an extent but um, it wasn't, yeah, I was more looking around kind of marketing roles as opposed to specifically programmatic um, and yeah, it was um, a case of kind of the leaving uni never the never-ending search of trying to find a job, I think. And I was in, in touch with a recruiter. I had to do one of those really cringy, like, videos about yourself. Um, and then Maloko got in touch with me. Um, and, yeah, that's kind of how it all started. You're the second episode in a row, someone who went to uni to study psychology. <laughs> um, so it's, it's becoming a theme. I've, I've said in that, uh, in that episode, I've noticed that in marketing, there are quite a lot of people these days who come from psychology backgrounds mm. was that I guess always your intention to go into this space with that psychology or did you initially think was your initial plan to like be that person who has people you know lying on couches in front of them <laughs> so I I think when studying psychology yeah I think naturally there is a lot of 
definitely people in marketing that have studied psychology. I wouldn't say that it was necessarily the plan. I think what drew me to psychology in the first instance was that it's such a broad topic. There's kind of psychology behind everything, really, like why people would do something or like the kind of human thought behind everything. So that was kind of, I think, why... I enjoyed it so much because there was so many different like avenues that you could look into like whether that being sort of like mental health or like neurodivergency or even the police force is like there's so much psychology and that side of things um and then of course marketing and it goes on so I think yeah being kind of 17 having to choose what I wanted to do um I kept it nice and broad for myself which was probably the yeah the key because I didn't know what I wanted to do so (laughs) I still had options what was it uh, that I guess initially drew you to digital advertising in particular um so I think just I I knew that I didn't want to go down the kind of more traditional mental health route and psychology um as a degree is actually quite heavy with statistics and things like that so I knew that I had kind of a good set of skills um with statistics not being you know a, a statistician or anything like that but I enjoyed working with data and um yeah I just think that they're kind of two paired up quite nicely and for me I I was really interested in consumer psychology why someone would go on to make a purchase or um yeah make it make an action so that was initially um where where it all began at this point I usually ask like oh so what keeps you interested in this field but I said you haven't been in, in it very long what is I guess the most exciting thing that's happened or you've seen in this industry in the in the past couple of years I would say it's just like super fast paced. Um, there's a lot changing. I think with like the increase in privacy and things like that, that there's um, a lot more, you know, a lot of different thoughts and like, um, yeah, you're just having to be a lot more creative with how you'll continue to do things going forward with privacy and um, yeah, I think I think that the fact that it's going to always be changing and um, evolving has really kind of like engaged me initially. And it, it also helped when I first started because I was like, okay, this is not the same as it was last month and that means that no one else here knows it. So I'm not the only one that um, that is like learn, constantly learning and um, ch- yeah, having to adapt to new, new things coming in. Right, I don't want you I don't get you in any trouble, anything like that. <laughs> but do you see, is this like somewhere, is not saying your, your job, you, you may stay at Maloko forever, I, I don't know, um, but it's like digital advertising where you do see your like your whole career being or do you have like other ambitions outside of that that you want to explore um I think yeah I really really enjoy digital advertising and I would say that this is probably yeah for for the foreseeable definitely um I don't think I would yeah I think because it's still very early days for me as well so I'm not yeah I don't I don't think there's anything necessarily outside of that that I would kind of look to um pursue but I'm yeah I've enjoyed digital ad- advertising a lot so before obviously you mentioned the psychology stuff you study psychology was there anything before going to uni that first of all like led you into psychology and then after that led you into marketing um so I think what led me into psychology initially is that it's, it sounds a little bit cliche but I always kind of naturally had an interest in psychology I remember when um I was we we were doing kind of like a induction days for your A-levels and it gives you like a taster of this um subject and 
Um, I think in like a lot of schools, they don't do psychology before A-level. So um, we had this induction day and we were like watching, I don't know, a video that was on YouTube about, um, I can't even remember what it was, but we started watching it and I was like, oh, I've seen this before. And my friend was like sitting next to me. She was like, of course, of course you've seen this before. Like, that's so weird. So I think, yeah, I've always been interested in um, psychology and a lot around kind of why why people are so different. So that was my initial kind of thing is I've, yeah, I have always been into it. And I, I, I'm sorry, that's kind of like a, a cliche, not not super interesting answer. And then moving that into kind of digital advertising, I think it was, yeah, just the the reasons behind someone who is then going to go on and make a purchase. And so I was always thought of it in more of a kind of like e-commerce sense or um, kind of a t- traditional branding. But I love the fact that I can kind of combine a more kind of data-driven approach to um, also a bit of kind of creativity within the digital advertising space as well. A-levels, uh, that's such a long time ago. <laughs> um, like, I mean, a lot longer for me, <laughs> to, to, to be honest. Uh, but I think it's quite interesting that um, I mentioned this as well on, on the last um, episode. Like, I also have always a like, massive interest uh, in psychology and how the human uh, mind works, and still, it's still like, really interesting. Um, like, reading about stuff, like I've done independent like reading on like Tourette's. Like, I don't know anyone with Tourette's or I don't have Tourette's or anything mm-hmm. like that, but it's something that really interests me in like, understanding how like what triggers that in the brain for, for that to happen i really really like that and i do want to no steal this idea from me um <laughs> at some at some point i have this ambition of like going back into my psychology and doing a kind of piers morgan don't like him but i mentioned trevor mcdonald's kind of thing and go into like prisons uh-huh. and talk to like the most violent prisoners yeah. across the world yeah. and rather than talking to them as from my journalism side of things uh talking to them psychologically and getting it to the root of like why they did what they did and then if that can then be used scientifically to prevent people yeah. you know um, ending up like that kind of thing earlier on in their in their lives um, so that's one ambition i have um nice. obviously that's don't tell my employers <laughs> that either and that's <laughs> my documentary filmmaking ambitions but yeah so i just feel it's really interesting like this human mind and, and, yeah. and all that stuff and then like I said how that leads into marketing as well I want to talk a little bit about um, obviously um, how you got. We mentioned how you got into psychology, how you like led into marketing. I want to go like a a, a little bit, I guess, earlier. Um, I was asked this uh, of everyone on the podcast. Uh, marketing, digital advertising stuff historically was like quite a middle class, I guess, industry kind of mm-hmm. thing. So I was asked like, so what is your background and like, and how did that lead you to where you are now? Yeah, so um, I had a very like normal upbringing. Um, I just went to like your normal state school. It wasn't anything um, too exciting. I didn't really love school at all, to be honest. I yeah, I thought yeah, I just didn't enjoy school. But don't, I don't wait. I, I didn't either. Like my my attendance <laughs> was like forty six percent in school. Yeah, I just <laughs> I don't know. I just I wasn't I wasn't thriving. I wasn't thriving, but I always enjoyed learning. So, and I think I came to that realization really at quite a young age, which is kind of a weird thing as a, I think, as like a younger child to really not enjoy being at school, but actually knowing that it's more the environment and I do actually enjoy learning and absorbing new information. So, 
um yeah in that sense like very very normal upbringing I kind of I had this like I guess a bit of a shift when I was maybe like 14 or 15 where I was like actually I do want to go to uni I do want to do something more I guess you could call it like corporate so I I had that kind of mindset but again still like at school not not enjoying it and then I went to the University of Sussex so it yeah it's a good a good uni um nothing like not Cambridge or Oxford or anything but then when I went to university I really really loved it I didn't have all this kind of like everything that I didn't like about school wasn't part of university and it was more about learning and even just you know moving out living on your own and all of that stuff that comes with being at uni I I really really enjoyed that um so yeah I would say that my yeah background and every like was yeah just a very normal upbringing um it wasn't always my plan to work in like marketing or anything like that um so yeah it was I just kind of one thing led to another and then I ended up here I just have to say this isn't an advert for the University of Sussex (laughs) but if they do want to sponsor this at any point you know anyone knows anyone there give me a shout lovely Uh, campus I have to say never been there as I say I was there one, one uni I've never visited. I've That's visited great. many, yeah. many a uni uh, up and down the country in my youth. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's good old days. Uh, so we mentioned there, obviously, we've spoken about the background and, and and stuff like that. What challenges did you face? You mentioned there, like, you didn't really like school. But then eventually you're like, well, I'm going to uni. I have to go. Did you think, like, first of all, did you think, like, I have to go to uni? Was that something that was instilled in you? You know, why did you not go for, like, a a digital marketing like apprenticeship or something like that so I it definitely wasn't uh something that was instilled in me that I had to go to uni there was like no pressure from my parents or anything like that to go to uni I looked extensively at doing apprenticeships in different areas and things like that but I just knew I really enjoyed psychology and you couldn't really get like psychology apprenticeships and I was probably looking at it too broadly and not thinking okay like what could psychology bring me like in in terms of all those things I think we mentioned earlier so like mental health or digital advertising or um, advertising more broadly or the police force or things like that but I just wanted to keep learning about psychology so I think that's kind of why I continued down the psychology route at the university route because um it enabled me to continue studying something that I really really enjoyed and even to this day like I still love psychology I thought that kind of by the time I was working I would get over it a little bit but I love it (laughs) so I'm still really interested in it um yeah I would definitely consider kind of going back to university to get masters in something more specific in psychology as well so yeah that was why I went to university um just because I wanted to continue learning more about psychology. As you mentioned earlier, like obviously it is a big part of, I guess, advertising and marketing as well, mm-hmm. like how so how consumers respond to certain things and stuff. And I imagine that comes up in your day to day as well. So obviously you, you having that interest in psychology still helps. If you didn't, I guess that would probably <laughs> you probably face a few a few a few challenges. And uh, that's a segue for me. <laughs> Speaking of challenges. In these like early parts of your career, have you faced any challenges? Or have you noticed any challenges like for people around you um, that you're like, this needs to change or anything like that? Um, I think to a certain extent, I feel like I've been able to train myself to see like challenges as things that 
can actually help you and push you further. And so I think kind of initially coming into my role, but even probably before that with interviewing, I feel like you always kind of assume some sense of like nepotism when hiring and that you have to have the best degree from the best university. And especially after like interviewing for a while, you're like, this is, I'm not going to, like, this is never ending. But actually, um, I think that, you know, you get out of things what you put into them. And I I got an opportunity and I, I was so worried about it in the first sense that I was not going to be technical enough, didn't know enough about the industry, didn't know all these different things I had to know. But actually, if you just kind of, like, I kind of jumped into things, really tried to absorb as much information as I could. And so I think that, yeah, that, that was a challenge in the first place when I was first started I was yeah definitely not the most technical person not the smartest person not the most educated person in the room or anything like that but um yeah actually being able to take that in and I I kind of I think I saw that I wasn't all of these things and so I tried to learn a little bit about all of them which was yeah I guess enough to kind of cover me to get a good basis and build up from there so yeah that was that was I guess the the main kind of yeah obstacle that I had kind of initially starting out with my career. I mean that's obviously you're always going to learn on on the job aren't you wherever because that's the only way you progress and and go further I will say as a this part might get cut out um, as, 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 as a note. Like if you ever feel underqualified for, for a role, or still still go for it and, and lie through your teeth because there's always enough time to learn. <laughs> there's, there's always enough time to learn, you know, in the, the month or so before you actually get get that role. If they, if they ask you if you can, uh, you know, use Photoshop, that's enough time and you can't. That's more than enough time for you to, 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 to figure out how to do that. So having... Overcome, not so overcome the challenges in in work for the for the for the better that mm-hmm. that initial um what's it called intruder when you feel like I can't imposter remember, syndrome imposter syndrome that's the that's, one. that's the one <laughs> that's the imposter syndrome what have you obviously other than see getting through that interview process and getting the job and and stuff like that what other things have you achieved in the last uh, few years since you did end up at Maloko so I guess like a recent um really big achievement for me was. A couple of weeks ago I actually went to Korea and we've got an office out in Korea so I met some of the team that were there and I attended um, a conference which is called G-Star which is the biggest kind of gaming conference in Korea so that all in itself was a great experience I got to um, yeah meet meet my team members there but also you know see a, this massive massive gaming conference um, in Korea itself and then we actually held some kind of global insight sessions from different members of the team that were based all around the globe and so I um, did a talk around UA strategies to um, leverage for breaking into the EMEA market so this was like a huge personal achievement for me I yeah not only was I like doing kind of public speaking which again was a big big thing for me but um, I was also doing it in Korea so that was amazing yeah it was an amazing experience and it was also so great to kind of speak with the clients and things that we have out there and see how different the kind of landscape is and how we can really share our knowledge from each market globally to generate growth and strategies across all of these markets. So, yeah, that was that was a really big one for me. I'm very, very pleased I got the opportunity to do it. 
talk, um, obviously the, the whole point of this this podcast is to elevate new voices in the industry and stuff like that. Is that like where you in going down the line in the next few years do you see yourself like speaking at conferences in in the uk and across europe as well like doing that public speaking thing at i can't think of like I don't know, advertising week or, or wherever uh-huh. it is or other gaming conferences um across the uk which i can't none spring to mind right now but i'm sure i can think of some afterwards is that where you see yourself in in like the coming years yeah so i definitely didn't see myself doing that before maybe like two three weeks ago now um but yeah having done that conference it really gave me a lot of confidence to go ahead and do these types of things um yeah I, ha- I remember like earlier this year having a one-to-one with my manager and she was like you should really you know like maybe do some public speaking or a bit more focus on like networking that type of thing and I was like mm, okay yeah like nice idea but yeah actually I, I did really, really enjoy it and it did kind of, yeah, give me the confidence to, yeah, go forth to some more conferences for sure. I might regret saying this when <laughs> they're trying to, like, team me up for another conference, but... <laughs> oh, so I, ever, even, like, I, I've been doing this for, don't know my age, many years. <laughs> um, and I would say, like, public speaking still for me, like, I've hosted events on, on like, the biggest stages and stuff like that. Not bragging, but... <laughs> Like you're always like nervous about it, whether whether anyone, even if you've done it a hundred times, you're always going to go on the stage and be like, "Shit, I don't know if I really want to do this again." Yeah. <laughs> so like, if the experience helps, but at the end of the day, you're always going to be nervous, whatever stage you get on, um, because you just don't want to, you don't want to fuck it up, really. That's two swears in, in the space of ten seconds. <laughs> um, yeah, so obviously, I say this to people. I used to do, um, do some like public speaking training. I always say to people, "Yeah, I've done this loads of times, but." Every time I do get up on stage or I do a podcast or anything, mm. anything, I'm always nervous beforehand because, like, like, was like, well, I have to get this right, you know. Yeah. If I don't get it right, they're not going to invite me back again. I won't be able to do this. There's so many like all these thoughts that go through your head. Um, but I guess going back to what you said earlier about the challenges and stuff like that, it's about turning that those nerves into positive energy. Mm-hmm. So it's like I'm nervous, I'm shaking. So when I'm so what I do when I get on stage kind of thing is I like to walk. Yeah. When I do my intros and stuff, because then people can't tell that I'm like. I'm literally like a leaf um, <laughs> well, up there, but I'm like pacing back and forth across the stage uh, and doing my speech, briefly looking out. And I probably more or less look over the audience than looking at them. I don't agree with that whole like pick one person or like <laughs> yeah. picture everyone naked. I, no, I find that so weird. It just, I think it that was would making make me more nervous. Exactly. I'm like, I don't want to see these people yeah. naked. I'm sorry. <laughs> I want to imagine that. <laughs> <Why not? laughs> no offense to all the people that have been in my audiences, but I don't, I don't particularly want to see any of those people naked but yeah so i'm saying it's just a whole thing of like it's always going to be there the nerves but yeah. like if you want if, as long as you have that drive to do it then that's that's all that matters really um, yeah. like, and yeah. it will say everyone should do it at some point in their life do it at least once yeah uh, absolutely get on a stage or do a a powerpoint presentation or that we can't call them powerpoint presentations like a deck <laughs> uh on stage at some point it's just just for the experience just you know i believe yeah do everything once within your you know within your skill set and then yeah. and then you'll be better for it kind of thing so yeah absolutely yeah. i agree uh, getting towards the the end looking ahead to the future i already asked you about mm-hmm. like obviously the public speaking uh and, and things and stuff where do you i guess see yourselves see yourself in the next like five years you know i'm not saying that do you want to leave <laughs> like uh, but like, in the next five years like what kind of role would you want uh you know what position in 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 a company would you want kind of thing Mm -hmm. i would i think in the next five years i would definitely um 
I, I don't I see myself kind of still doing what I'm doing um kind of leading a lot a lot more kind of strategic partnerships as well I also think that one thing we one thing that I am quite like good at kind of connecting the dots and understanding where um where there's gaps or where there's like when I don't understand something so I think that in that sense like I'm definitely want to do a lot more mentoring and helping um kind of new people get started with things because I think where I can kind of see like this and this doesn't all add up that um it can like always help with making like new people feel a lot more comfortable and understanding that like that where there's gaps and how and yeah joining all the dots to get the uh, bigger picture so definitely think a lot more kind of mentoring um and yeah just doing what I'm doing but um keep keep progressing and yeah well I think I in that sense I'd really enjoy kind of like working managing my own team to try and like encourage everyone to yeah match up the dots themselves and um yeah what what give them the education that they need to um succeed as well and what about I guess because you also mentioned the you, you might go back into psychology mm-hmm. at, at, at some point I guess what other ambitions do you have outside of the workplace I want to do some horse riding lessons <laughs> <laughs> okay my answer will be so my ambitions to continue my ambitions outside of work I think would definitely be to re-engage with psychology I think doing a lot more stuff around specifically with consumer psychology and probably diving into that even more deeply would um be yeah a key ambition of mine to kind of keep learning and keep that spark that I love so much I'm really engaged and interested in so, yeah, so I think that's a really nice place to end and I really hope you do you know reach those those goals and ambitions in the workplace and and outside of it and you know hopefully see you on a few stages in in the coming years uh, maybe joining me again on, 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 a st- on a stage at some point who knows definitely first of all I'd like to thank you for joining me Thanks very much for having me. <laughs> and before I say thank you to the audience, I'd like to once again, because I think this will be the last podcast of this year. Who knows? There might be one more. I don't know. But I just if I, if you don't hear from me before the new year, um, I'd like to wish you all uh, you know, happy holidays. And you'll hear from me again in 2024. Thanks, guys.